With that familiar theme song, we're reminded it's time once again for the Harvest Time Gospel Broadcast. This is a daily broadcast with special emphasis on missions and world evangelization under the direction of Dr. Stenny Ballou of Resaca, Georgia. And now, here is Brother Ballou and today's broadcast. Thank you and greetings, radio friends. What a joy and privilege it is to come to your place of listening and share together with you another Harvest Time broadcast. I trust that if it's at all possible, you'll get your Bible and follow along with us as we open the Word of God today. We're continuing our study from the book of Acts chapter number 2 as we look at the illumination ministry of the Holy Spirit concerning the Word of God. In an earlier broadcast, we looked at the Holy Spirit's ministry and overseeing the book in the work of inspiration. And then we began on yesterday looking at the work of the Holy Spirit in illumination and how that the Spirit of God now shines light upon that which He has already inspired in the Word of God. And I'm so grateful to God for the ministry of illumination. Now, again, let me emphasize, when the Holy Ghost said amen at the close of Revelation chapter number 22, He laid aside the pen of inspiration the work, as far as inspiration is concerned, was finished. There have been no more inspiration since God gave John the book of the Revelation on the Isle of Patmos. What the Holy Spirit does now is shed light on what he has already inspired. As we left the broadcast yesterday, I hurriedly read to you several verses of Scripture out of the book of Acts chapter number 2. But I want to go back and reread them. And I want you to watch and please get in mind the situation that they're in as this is being spoken by Peter. For three and a half years, they have walked with Christ. As far as they're concerned, they're blinded to the church age. And they believe that he's come to set up the kingdom and he will reign as king. And then all of a sudden, he's now crucified, buried, rose again, and then ascended, and he is gone. And they're following his instructions of waiting in the upper room until he be endued with power from on high. And of course, in Acts chapter number 2, that endowment takes place, and Simon Peter, being filled with the Holy Ghost, began to do something that up till now none of the apostles had really done. This may come as a surprise to you, but they had never opened the Word of God and preached until the day of Pentecost. But now then, Christ is gone, the Holy Spirit has come, and Simon Peter begins preaching the Word of God. The Holy Ghost starts a ministry of illuminating what he has already inspired. Notice in verse number 16 of chapter number 2, Peter said, as the Holy Ghost speaks through him, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it goes on to deal with the verses from Joel chapter number 2. Peter had never saw that before. You say, well, how did he see it on the day of Pentecost? It's simple. The Holy Spirit who inspired the writing of the book, now is illuminating that book and opening the eyes 
of his servant where he can see the truth that is there in the Word of God. It was there all the time. But the work of illumination now reveals to Peter what Joel was speaking about. When you come down to chapter number 2, verse number 25, all the way down through verse number 36, you find a second incident in the same method. The Bible said that Peter said, For David speaketh concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face. He is on my right hand, and I shall not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was glad. Moreover, also my flesh shall rest in hope, because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. So Peter now reads from the book of Psalms, but now then the Holy Spirit illuminates that scripture, and listen to what Peter said in verse number 29. He said, Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher is here with us today. Now, I just got through reading where David said that my heart would rejoice, my tongue was glad, my flesh would rest in hope, he would not leave my soul in hell, he would not suffer thy holy one to see corruption. But now then they say, he says, David is dead. And David has saw corruption. His sepulcher is here with us. So listen to verse number 30. He said, Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him, that of the fruit of his loins according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He, seeing this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. This Jesus has God raised up whereof we are all witnesses. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has shed forth this, which you now see and hear. For David is not ascended into the heavens, but he saith himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand until I make thy foes thy footstool. And here's his conclusion. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made this same Jesus, whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. So we see in the ministry of illumination, it's simply the Holy Spirit shedding light upon what he has already inspired. That's exactly what Peter is experiencing here. It's not new inspiration, but it's illumination on what he has already Inspired. So we see the Holy Spirit as a ministry of inspiration and a ministry of illumination in his ministry of overseeing the book. Let me give you a third one. Not only does he have the ministry of inspiration and illumination, but the Holy Spirit has the ministry of preservation. Now, friend, I could spend a long time on this, but we have lived to see it come to pass when men and companies have majored on making money on the production of Bibles. And the way to keep this money coming, they've got to keep changing. The general public, who knows nothing about plenary verbal inspiration, will buy them, and it's just buying another book, and another book, another perverted copy 
of the Word of God. Some of the Bibles that are out there omit some of the Scriptures. Some of them pervert some of the Scriptures. Some of them just completely leave out part of it. Somebody said, well, preacher, of all the Bibles that are out there today, which one is right? I'll tell you which one is right. The one that endures. God will preserve His Word. I've been preaching now for a number of years. And when I was a young preacher, the other version started to be in published. And the word got around, you better buy you a lot of King James Bibles if you want to use them because they'll soon be extinct. I want to tell you something, friend. God has preserved this Bible in the English language, in the King James Version, for almost 400 years, and He will continue to do so. It's not my job and your job to preserve the Scriptures. That is the ministry of the Holy Ghost. I do want to thank God for everyone that God uses in the efforts to preserve the Word of God. But let's face it, that is really the work of God. God did not leave that up to man. He assigned that to the person of the Holy Spirit. Notice in the Word of God in Psalms 12, verse 6, in verse number 7, the Bible said the words, W-O-R-D-S, the words of the Lord are pure words, W-O-R-D-S. As silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Now listen to verse number seven. The Bible said, Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. Now to whom does he assign the responsibility of keeping and preserving the words of God. The person identified here in the Bible as O Lord. He assigns it to himself, to the person of the Holy Spirit. So my friend, the Word of God teaches us that it's the ministry of the Holy Spirit to preserve the Word of God, and he will preserve them from this generation forever. Now think a minute about that statement. This generation Forever. A generation does not last forever. You say, what is he saying? You see, every generation, until the last generation can read that verse of Scripture and make it apply to their generation, God promised that he would keep his word and he would preserve it, not for this generation, but from this generation. Down through the generations, there have been those who tried to destroy the Word of God. But God has preserved it for you and I, and He'll continue to do so until He comes again. In fact, Christ makes this statement in the New Testament. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words, W-O-R-D-S, my words shall not pass away. Again, I remind you that the preserving of the Word of God is not left to mortal man, but to God Himself. In Matthew 24, 35, God the Son gave us His Word that His words shall not pass away. If God the Holy Spirit does not preserve them, He'll make God the Son out to be a liar, and that will never happen. So we see His ministry of preservation. Let me give you another thought before I leave the air on this matter of preservation. I love the verse of Scripture found in the little book of Jude, verse number 1. The Bible said, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, 
to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Christ Jesus and called. Here the Word of God teaches us that saints are preserved in Christ Jesus. And may I say to you, that is a blessed truth in the Word of God. I am not keeping myself. No, my friend, I am preserved in Christ Jesus. Now, listen to me. In the book of Psalms, chapter 12, verse number 7, the Word of God says the same thing about the words of the Lord. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. Listen to me. If we cannot trust God to preserve the Scriptures, how then can we trust Him to preserve His saints? I say to you, the Holy Ghost has a ministry of preservation of the Scriptures. He has a ministry of inspiration that is finished. It's over with. He now focuses on the ministry of illumination and the ministry of preservation. But let me make this one more statement. I said to you, God gave the Holy Ghost the responsibility of overseeing a book. He did. Over a period of 1,600 years, using over 40 authors to write the book. But when he finished that job, he presented to us a perfect Bible called the Scriptures. What I'm saying is this. Everything that the Holy Ghost has been delegated responsibility to perform, he has done it. And when he does it, he does a perfect job. And he did that with the inspiration. He will do that with illumination. And he will do that with preservation. Father, take the word. Use it to your glory. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Behold, the fields are white. It's harvest time. Well, I trust the broadcast was a blessing to you today. Let me remind you that Harvest Time is a listener-supported radio ministry, and I need to hear from a number of you. Would you pray for the radio ministry and then write to us and share with us in the financial burden of this radio work? Simply address that letter to Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. That's Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. And be sure to join us each weekday, Monday through Friday, at this same time. God bless you until the next broadcast. Are you not-